We're back with Brew Crew Territory, Braun and Kratz, and an eh weekend for the crew, Kratzy, but they're not all going to be dazzling. The real issue to lock in on is the continuous run of injuries for this ball club. Woodruff's out right now. The Garrett Mitchell injury could be devastating for their depth on offense. And the good news for them is that their rival, the team expected to win the division right now, St. Louis Cardinals, they are stumbling. No doubt they are. I mean, they might have another rival in the Pirates who are not stumbling, but you got guys coming back from the pitching staff. You got you can't push a guy like Woody, especially when House is having a, Adrian Hauser's having an incredible, you know, rehab assignment where he's kind of getting built up. So there's a lot of a lot of reinforcements. And you know what? The horse at the top, he's still there, ran a little bit of a peck issue, but there's a, there's a lot to like about 15 and 7 at this point in the season. Yeah, and you know what I call the Pirates run? It's cute. But the Brewers, they're serious. They're a threat right now. And that ace at the top of the rotation, Corbin Burns, seems to be doing okay. He spoke to us. We'll get to Rowdy Telez too. But let's start with Mr. Burns. Corbin, great to see you. And actually, on this topic, I, I want to drive right into it with you for a second. Madison Bumgarner designated for assignment. I mean, he's had a great run in this league and probably will continue it, like Kratzy said. We were talking about him getting after it with Contreras yesterday, and Garrett Wilson in the chat was asking, who in the league is the biggest trash talker among pitchers? So what did you think about Mad Bum getting into it? And we were saying, like, that's just him, and do you observe that from other players? Yeah, I mean, he's done it ever since he's got to the big leagues. Um, you see it every year. He's, he's jawing at guys and doing it. Um, and like I said, I think it's part of the intimidation factor, and, and guys know that, hey, if you do something he doesn't like it, he's going to let you know. Um, I remember, gosh, it was 20, uh, I think it was 2018. Um, we faced him at home and, um, he was John at, I think scope or brawny or something. And scope came up and hit a grand slam. And I think we hit a walk-off grand slam, like the sixth inning that day. Um, we were all in mobbing the field, screaming at him. Um, just kind of one of those things that he brings energy, but, um, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll energize the other team too. If, uh, if you let it. Yeah, I played with him the next year. I remember that because he was he told Braun to get back in the box and Braun was like That's right. He was like he was <laughs> like, What? Don't don't talk to me. And I talked to I talked to Bumgarner the next year and Bum he goes he goes, You know what? I really didn't want to throw at Brawny, but he said he kind of challenged me in the box, so I had to throw at him. <laughs> and he goes, Damn. Scope hit the ball really far the next time up. He goes, I guess that's what I get. <laughs> yep. But, Bernsey, have you ever had a situation like that? Have you ever gotten into somebody's face? And I'm not just saying Contreras because he was, you know, he was on the Cubs. Now he's on the Cardinals. But is there a guy on another team that you're like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely yelled at him. Or have you yelled at a teammate yet? Are you that status yet? Are you a yelling no, teammate no, guy yet? No, no. No, no, not, not there. Maybe, maybe when I get to your age, maybe I can do that. Maybe okay, fair. I need, need some more. There you go. Need, need some more time before I can do that. Um, no, I, I, I'm not one of those guys who likes to to get in, you know, get in other guys' grill and, and jaw at them. Um, obviously, there's some things that'll make you upset or piss you off a little bit out there. But um, you know, I think I've got good enough stuff that I can just go ahead and, and get you out when I need to, and, and not have to give the other team that a little extra energy or um, you know, a little bit of excitement to to get them going. Yeah. Corbin, how you feeling? How's the pack? You feel like it's recovering well, and you'll make your next start? 
Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Played catch yesterday, and everything felt good. Um, we got a, got an off day today, so so just hanging out, and then uh, bullpen tomorrow will be kind of the final test to make sure we we don't feel anything. But um, yeah, playing catch yesterday at the little fly ground, everything felt good. Burnsy, what's up, man? Uh, did you get a haircut? <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just pulled. You just up got right now. you just got it pulled up. You got it pulled up nice and tight. You can't even see it. See it. See it back there. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you. We, you know, obviously, we've been talking a lot about Max Scherzer today and the sticky sticky stuff. Um, me personally, I, I want to know what sticky stuff you use um, to make your cutter do that. Uh, you you talked you, you talked you, you talked about you talked about you know I, yeah I don't really say say much to guys just because I know I can get them out well that's true you just throw that backdoor cutter and nobody can hit it so um, let's 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 talk let's dive into that a little bit yeah I, I'm I'm not a sticky stuff guy you watch I, I I lick the finger um I, that gives me enough I um you know enough you know some guys use the the sweat and rosin for me I I can't get a consistent enough feel on it because every rosin bag's different and when it's cold, you're not getting enough sweat, or when it's really hot, you're sweating too much. So, um, for me, what I found the most consistent thing to do is is, is to lick my finger, and and I get it up, and um, that's how I can get the most consistent and get the best feel on the baseball. And um, yeah, I think what happened with with Max yesterday was unfortunate, but obviously, I don't know any of the details. I just haven't seen the little bit on TV and a little bit of conversations, but uh, I'm sure we'll we'll hear some more about that in, in the next couple of days. Have you ever have you ever been close since you don't use anything when they test you or you know have umpires kind of just been like, oh it's Burns okay whatever like have you ever been close because today this was the, this whole situation this whole week with Herman which made us when Max was on Monday we talked about it with him I had never seen the fact that oh hey go in clean it off and then we'll come and inspect it again like I've never knew that have you ever been close. No, I, I've never gotten that. Um, we've, I think we've seen, um, can't think of, we're, we're playing someone last year um, where they, they were asked to go in and, and wash their hands and, and clean off their hand or whatever it was because um, they felt like it was getting too much of a buildup with rosin or something. Um, but that, that's the only time I'd really seen that. And then, like you say, we, we see it on social media all the time when, like the, you know, the, the Herman thing the other day where he went, was asked to go wash it off and, and obviously the Scherzer thing yesterday. But yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen that. I haven't been asked to do it. Um, so I, I don't know if um, if those guys are getting just sticky and they're being asked to remove it because they know it's sunscreen and rosin and um, it's just getting too too tacky. Uh, but I'm not sure. That's something that um, I'll, I'll definitely talk to some other guys on the team just to see if they've had that issue before. But um, yeah, never never been asked to, to go wash off my hands or anything. I think some pitchers are concerned about it. We had Matt Barnes on earlier where he's like, yeah, I use rosin. It's like, am I going to get in trouble now? He's like, I don't know what the level is. He, he's saying, how much sweat can come off of my head? Everyone sweats differently. I'm in Miami. It's humid. So my big picture question is, and I know it's not affecting you because you're not using rosin and sweat, but how are they actually able to tell a stickiness level you're relying on an umpire who probably didn't learn that in ump school like are they putting different levels of stickiness on people's hands on dummies hands and going see that's too much it sounds like they're trying to mess with science but not actually using any testing equipment yeah i mean if you if, if you talk to every umpire every umpiring crew they all say oh well, you know we've, we've we've dealt with it we've tested what you know you know sweat and rosin and what everything feels like and what you know different tackiness and what you know illegal substances feel like that kind of stuff but 
I mean, and, and, unless you're in the in-game action and you're sweating, like Max is a guy, you can see he's, he's sweats his ass off. So it's, you know, it's like, is anyone that's testing it going to have that level of sweat and, you know, the rosin to, to test the, the, the tackiness? So I don't know what their, you know, their levels are of what there's, what's sticky, what's too sticky, what warrants, uh, hey, go clean your hands off and, and start over kind of thing. I, I don't know what that is. Um, it's obviously, it's, it's very subjective to each umpire and crew and each, each umpire. Obviously, Phil Kesey and his crew, that's the third of, you know, the third one they've done. And all three have happened to come from, from his crew. So I don't know if, if they have different levels that they're testing and have different, um, you know, expertise with it. I, I, I really don't know. But um, I think there's there's something definitely going on that needs to be, you know, figured out of, of you know, what that levelness is, how you can actually test to see if something's too sticky. Um, and just also knowing the word, you know, like you say, the environment you're in, if you're in Miami versus you know, if you're in, you know, Colorado Springs, where there's not going to be much humidity, it's obviously going to be a lot different. I want to, I want to switch the sticky stuff to talk about glue. Who's the glue of the Brewers? And I'm not talking about who's, who's putting the glue out for, for the Brewers <laughs> when they go out to a team dinner to play on words here. Who's the glue for the Brewers right now? Who is like, what are you guys? Cause you know, when you're winning, sometimes you're like, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to win, but this, who, who is that for you guys right now? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, on, on the position, position player side of it, Willie Adamas is great. Um, I, I think there's, we don't have any other, any, you know, better guy as far as bringing energy to the field every day, um, can connect with everyone on, on any level. Um, you know, they, he comes into the clubhouse, like it's opening day every, every day. He's excited to go. He's excited to play. The guy doesn't, you know, take a day off. He's in there every day. Um, so it's, it's someone that I think everyone can, can look to if, as far as like, Hey, this guy's ready to go. We're ready to go. Um, and then a huge difference this year for, for our pitching staff has been Wade Miley. Um, Wade's been around the game for 14, 15 years. He brings, you know, some, some level of expertise that none of us can bring. And, um, you know, he's, he's energized. He's, he's on a young team with a bunch of young guys that, you know, have him feeling better than he ever has. And he's, he's excited to be around us and he, you know, he keeps this pitch, our pitching staff really light and fun. Um, so I think those two guys right now are probably the the, you know, the leading two guys as far as um, keeping that clubhouse energized, um, getting everyone going every day. Wade's brought a bunch of fun stuff to the the clubhouse, um, you know, for post game and in game, just all kinds of stuff to to keep everyone energized. All right, you need to answer this question quickly because I ask guys and it really stumps them. So I set you <laughs> up, okay? On your team right now, you have to cut one guy. He can't be playing baseball anymore. You got to trade one guy. And then you have to room with one guy. Go. You got a you got a timer. I'm gonna put you on the pitch clock. Go. I'm I'm cutting Rowdy because he takes up way too much of the couch. Like he's constantly <laughs> on the couch. You can't get him up off the couch. Um, trade. I, I mean, the, really, the answer is gonna be Rowdy to everything. We'll trade Rowdy. <laughs> with, I mean, he's just a, oh. he's just he's. Uh, I mean, we, we we love Rowdy, but yeah, he he does like to like to spend his time on the couch. Who are you going to room with, though? The last one is room with. Who are you going to room, room with? Um, that's a good one. I'll room with uh, – oof. I'd say Rowdy, but that's that's too much of a mess. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Wade. Wade's, Wade's a good time. He's fun. Wade, I got, I, I got a question about Wade. Is he still getting yep. um, jalapeno poppers? And taking the jalapeno out of the the actual popper and just eating the fried cheese, because he I used to do that, that in Bo- he used to do that in Boston. <laughs> Love Wade. I, I I haven't seen that yet, but I'm gonna ask him about that one for he sure. He said he he said he doesn't eat anything that's green. 
So he, he's got to do something if he's still pitching, man. But, like, we used to well, give him so a hard time for that. That's the thing with Wade now. Wade's like, you know, I've worked out this year more than I have in my entire career. So now he's like, like, man, my legs kind of hurt. Like, you guys made me work out, and I got muscles now. So now now, now shit hurts, and never stuff's never hurt before. So he's, <laughs> he, he blames the, a lot of his success and uh, his soreness is on the, the training staff and the strength staff for actually making him work out. And, hey, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's paid off so far. <laughs> Hey, what do you think about the Cheesehead celebration and Freddie Peralta's response while loving it was, what do pitchers get? And we talked him into it too. And the idea was if someone has an absolute day, not in between, of course, and we made sure he knew that. He was like, no, I want to stay in the zone. We're like, duh, six, seven innings, whatever you did, eight innings, you shut him down. Can the pitcher get... The cheese head. Because, hey, if you hit a homer in a 13-1 game, you get rewarded. So can pitchers get involved? I don't think I've seen it go down yet. Freddie said he was going to implement it at the right time. Your thoughts? We haven't seen it yet, but, like, if, if Freddie's going to go out and shove and, and do his thing and he wants the cheese head, we, we, we can put the cheese head on it for sure. But um, <laughs> I, I I think the cheese head's great. Um, it's it's something that I think the fans can get behind because, obviously, Wisconsin cheese, you know, whatever, and it's something that you they've seen forever and – um around the you know the packers and and so now just to to, to bring it i think to to baseball and have it'll be a little fun deal i'm sure the the team store is going to be selling cheese heads you know and and by the hundreds now if, if we you know if we keep keep rolling and um keep keep hitting homers i'm sure we're going to see a lot more cheese heads around the stadium for sure <laughs> um i have a fan question for you from garrett he said for any young pitchers in high school or college from a metrics point of view what do you feel are the most important metrics um that's a good question i think for for i think any young guy you know coming up or just getting into pitching getting um you know getting into that side of the you know the analytics and the metrics part of it is just first of all you know understanding them um knowing that hey some of these guys have really good fastballs, have 19 to 20, you know, 20 inches of rise on them. Those are the good, you know, classified as good forcing fastballs and knowing like, Hey, is that something you're actually going to be able to do? Um, that's something that I, I chased for a long time. And in, uh, in 18 and 19 was, you know, being a good forcing guy and trying to be a good forcing guy with a good slider off it. And I was chasing numbers and, and no, found out later on that I was never going to be able to get to that. And that's where this cutter kind of came into play. So I think for the most part is understanding what those numbers really mean. And then understanding, Hey, is that something that's really feasible for you to do? Um, for me trying to chase that high four seam vert was not something I could do. Instead I could turn into, um, you know, a cutter and, and mixing some other pitches around it. So I think for the most part, it's, it's understanding what those numbers mean. Um, can you really feasibly do that? And if not, then finding, you know, what kind of, kind of what fits your game the best. What's the, uh, you said today's the off day. What do you got? What do you got going on today? Like, what's the big fella doing? Is Carter involved? What's what's going on? Yeah, so uh, Brooks up watching Carter right now. He's, he was just screaming his head off a little bit ago. We just put together a little uh, a, a jungle gym for him, which he played on for all of about 30 seconds and then was, was over it. So that, that was fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got, we got, we're going to head the whole, whole foods here in a little bit. We just had a, had a 10 day road trip. So we don't have too many groceries at home right now. So, so need, need a grocery run and then yeah, we'll get some dinner tonight. So it's uh, it's, it's full dad mode today. Love it. Corbin, I got, I got to do one hard hitting one for you. Yep. So today, Fernando Tatis Jr. returns. Wanted to get your thoughts and how other f- players feel about 
PEDs and testing and everything in the game. Everyone experiences it, of course, because everyone gets tested. So what do you think about, you know, his situation and where we are as a sport on that front? Yeah, I think it's I think it's unfortunate, obviously, um, you know, a, a great young player like him to to obviously get popped and, and, and go through that, um, you know, coming on the heels of him signing us this huge extension and um, the excitement around the you know around the game, around the Padres, around him at the time. Um, you know, I think it was unfortunate for obviously that fan base to, to miss out on, on 80 games of him playing and then um, also the, the game of baseball missing out on that. So um, I think it's tough. It's obviously it's the consequence for, for you know, taking, taking a, a performance enhancing drug like that. Um, it's, it's not something that's new. It's, it's been around the game for, for a long, long time. And um, whether guys have just you know, shot away from it or gotten you know, better at hiding it, whatever it may be, um, it's obviously not as, as prevalent, but it's still there. Um, so it's, I think it's just unfortunate. Um, obviously he's back today. Um, so I think it's going to be obviously an exciting day in, in, in San Diego and, and for baseball to get a, you know, an exciting young player back. But, um, yeah, I think that the game of baseball really, really took a hit, um, with, with him missing, missing the time like he did. Who should be the face of baseball? Who should be, who should be the guy that you want to, you, you would tune in to watch on foul territory? I, I think right right now it'd be, it'd be tough to argue against uh, Shohei and what what he's done for the last couple of years and what he can do on both both sides of the both sides of the wall. I I know a little bit of Japanese. I know how to say I farted in Japanese, <laughs> and I know how to say did you fart. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how long that conversation would go. Then it's okay. I mean, onara data, and then you say onara shita. So there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so we, when we have Shohei on, we know what Kratz is asking him. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a good way to finish there. Uh, Corbin, thanks for the time, dude. Great to have you, as always. Enjoy the off day. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. The brightest spot for the brew crew this weekend, Rowdy Telez still loves eating Boston pitching. 14 home runs in 38 career games against the Red Sox. That is domination. And Rowdy talked about it. Adam McAlvey posted this little media sound from Telez after destroying the Red Sox again. I don't know. They're just the unfortunate team, I guess. Somebody's always got to have one team to do better against than others. And I guess the Red Sox are mine. That's really it. Um, get asked that question a lot, and I, I have no answer for it. Does it give, when you have a history like that against a particular team, does it give you any extra confidence going up against Trouton, all the different pitchers and everything? But... Man, it's a big league. It's, it's a hard game. No matter who rolls out there, no matter what team, um, that chance to go four or four strikeouts every day. So I think just sometimes it's just the way it works out. Baseball's, we- baseball's weird that way, isn't it? There's things, like, aren't there a lot of things in this game that are hard to explain? Yeah, there's, I mean, it's, it's the toughest game in the world. I mean, there's no other game that you can say is as tough as baseball, and sometimes it's just weird stuff like that. What do you say about the two-strike approach, Rowdy? I mean, your homer came on two strikes and some of the other hits tonight did too. Um, you know, it's the same approach I've used all year, my whole career. Uh, take out the leg kick, get the foot down, see the pitch. Uh, but, you know, he just he left the pitch over the plate. Uh, I was able to stay on it and do some damage and um, felt good off the bat. You know, he changed up the pitcher, so kind of had a little idea coming in. But, um, you know, it's just it's comforting. I'm not afraid to get two strikes. What about Joey's catch in center tonight? Which one? The one where he let uh, fourth inning, I think. Verdugo, yeah. I mean, he did it to Verdugo twice, I think. But uh, I think uh, you know he's, he's a good center fielder. 
you know, we lost the uh, we lost Mitch, but you know we have we have him out there, and he's going to go after it day in and day out. So um, we have a lot of depth in the outfield, and that's you know, it's a good thing, especially when you got a long season. Roddy, your, your approach overall this season, um, are you trying? Are you making an effort to be more selective? Um, is that something that you came into this season? I mean, my, my goal is just to drive in runs and do damage when I can. Um, you know, I want to I want to cut down on the strikeouts. I want to cut down on the chase. I mean, I think that's just kind of everything. But um, coming into this season, that was a kind of like a, a back burner thing was like, let's chase less. Let's be more selective. Let's, you know, I can put the ball out of the ballpark. And I think um, it's hard to do that when you're swinging up balls in the dirt and balls over your head. So I think the better I can be with that, the better chance I give myself and my team to, to win. All right, so not a terrible week schedule-wise for this team as they get to still mess around with the Tigers. And then I will say running into the Angels early in the season, not as fun as running into the Angels usually later in a season. So good luck with that. You're laughing because I always pick on the Angels. But any updates you think on your guy Brandon Woodruff and how soon he could be back for this team? Because if he is back in that rotation and clicking, and Burns is good, and Peralta is kind of having like a re-breakout season again after being injured – throughout the last, especially, year or so. How do you think this team could look? I think they could win the division. I think I think they've set themselves up for it. I think, you know, you forgot about Wade Miley. You forgot that Hauser's coming back. Like, there's, there's a lot of depth there. And the biggest thing, when I was talking to Big Wu, just on text, he, was, he wasn't as concerned as, say, the doctor's diagnosis was or the trainer's. So it's something that it's good. He'll take his time. He'll work back, and he feels like he'll be 100% once, once it is time for him to get back, which is, which is awesome to hear. Yeah, and this team does a good job keeping care of their pitching staff. So that's important here, especially for a guy that's been one of their bulldogs for years now. So you got to get him on the field and keep him on the field for the rest of the year. We'll keep track of Woody and his injury. And we'll see you next week on Brew Crew Territory. Hey, BetMGM is running an MLB Bet $10. Get $100 instantly promo when you use the bonus code SPICYMLB. And you can get this offer in four easy steps. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame Moneyline wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price. Then you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you will receive $200 in bonus bets. Just remember to use the bonus code SPICYMLB. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.